One way to find out what is in a glass is to shake it up and let some of it spill out and you will know what is in that glass. When the world shakes us up, whatever is in us is going to spill out. Don't ever allow someone to steal your joy, to steal your peace. When the world shakes us up and we spill out, let it be spilled out of the love of Jesus Christ. If you have your Bibles... Um and I think they might, I'm not sure, they might have the scriptures for up there. We're going to turn to John, the 14th chapter. May the Lord bless you mightily. I have prayed for y'all this week that God would bless you through his word. And we do have quite a bit of word. Now, I know that this goes up a little bit. There we go. See, I don't have to have my stuff way out here to read. <laughs> I'm going to speak this morning. The Lord gave me this subject a couple of weeks ago, so I started working on it last week, and then um, I had company from Arkansas come in, so I put it on hold, and yesterday, just about all day, I was putting the icing on the cake, so we're going to see how this goes um, on concerning peace. Everybody say peace. John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your hearts be what? Neither let it be afraid. Now, all true comfort and peace comes to us through Christ alone. Amen. Amen. And in this verse, Jesus is saying that he gives us peace, not as the world does. And he tells us, don't let your heart be troubled or afraid. Now, is it possible to live in troubled times and still have peace. Yes, it is. Because where the heart is fixed and trusting in God, it is kept by the peace of God and is not afraid. Now, I believe that it is against the very nature of God for his people to be troubled even in troubled times. Ephesians, the fourth chapter, the third verse, endeavoring to keep the peace, to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. You know, whenever there is unity in the home, there is peace. Now, when there's not unity in the home, there is no peace, amen? When there's unity in the church, there is peace. Now, um, uh, years ago, I, I heard this story um, concerning unity about a man from the city driving in the country and he accidentally drove his car into the ditch. And an old farmer come along 
with his mules, and his mule's name was Buddy. And he said, sir, I will help you get your car out of the ditch. I have my mule, Buddy, here. So he, he hitched up Buddy to the car, and the old farmer yelled, pull, Sally, pull. The mule did nothing. Then he said, pull, Coco, pull. The mule did nothing. And then he yelled, pull, Hollis, pull. And the mule did nothing. And then he said, pull, buddy, pull. And the mule just pulled the car right out of the ditch. Well, the city slicker was confused by this. He said, why did you call your mule by the wrong name three times? He said, well, you see, buddy is blind. And if he thought he was the only one pulling, he wouldn't have even pulled. <laughs> That's a good story on unity, amen? Sometimes we need to put blinders on and not worry about what everybody else is doing and just do what God called you to do. Amen. One of the requirements of leadership is to, pro is to promote unity. Concerning the church, unity in the spirit and peace. If the leadership is all shook up, then, the prom then, the, then that prom promotes fear, amen, and uncertainty among the people. And I am so thankful that during this pandemic that we are in, that our pastor is not one of those promoting fear. He is not all shook up, and he has led us in the right direction during this whole time, opened up whenever he felt like it was time to, and he has not led in fear, but he has led in the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. What does that say about the church if during the times of unrest in our nation, if the world sees us unsettled, what are they going to think? At the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic, Bibles began to fly off of the shelf. Everybody was buying up Bibles. People became hungry for the truth, wanting to know, was the world coming to an end? There were more sermons listened to and viewed via satellite and internet than ever before. People were listening. They were hungry. But, and people were all shook up. But now it seems like it's business as usual. Now James, the third chapter in the 18th verse, and the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. The Bible also says, whatsoever man sows, that is what he will reap. We're talking about the fruit of righteousness being sown in peace. So this verse says, the fruit of, righteous, uh, of the righteous is sown in peace and is sown by them that make peace. How many love to be around a peacemaker? Sometimes, you know, someone can be spewing out anger. And in that moment, there needs to be a peacemaker. Don't add to the rant. Don't add fuel to the fire. I remember once when I was ranting about someone, how they had done me wrong. And a friend of mine 
was agreeing with me, almost agging me on, and the more they did that, the hotter I got and the more passionate I got about my cause. Amen. Until I I finally realized what was happening. And I stopped and I said, you need to stop agging me on. You need to say, everything's going to be all right. And they really didn't mean it like that. Stop agging me on. Stop agreeing with me. A true friend will help you in that situation. John the 16th chapter, the 33rd verse. These things I have spoken unto you that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have what? Tribulation. But be of good cheer. Everybody say good cheer. Jesus said, I have overcome the world. Romans 14, 17, for the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Now, a lot of times whenever the Bible is talking about peace, peace and joy go together. Isn't it joyful to have peace in your life? Romans 8 and 6 For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Romans 5 and 1. Therefore being justified by faith, we have peace. Everybody say, with God. Through our Lord Jesus Christ. It's good to have peace with God. You know, I don't work for God. I work with God. Amen. And that same God gives me the peace to be an overcomer. Romans, the 15th chapter, verse 13. If you want these verses after church, I will give them to you. Now, the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that ye may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. Now, this scripture says that we are to be filled with joy and peace. One way to find out what is in a glass is to shake it up and let some of it spill out and you will know what is in that glass. When the world shakes us up, whatever is in us is going to spill out. Don't ever allow someone to steal your joy, to steal your peace. When the world shakes us up and we spill out, let it be spilt out of the love of Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians, the 14th chapter, verse 33. For God is not the author of confusion, but of, power, but of peace, as in all churches of the saints. He is not the author of confusion. Confusion is the opposite of peace. Where there is confusion, there is no peace. Unity brings peace and confusion divides. Amen. 2 Corinthians 13 and 11. Finally, brethren, farewell. Be perfect. Be of good comfort. Be of one mind. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace shall be with you. I like that. Live in peace. Peace is not the absence of trouble. Listen to me. 
Peace is not the absence of trouble. Peace is the presence of God. Peace is the presence of God. The older you get, the more you realize you have no desire for drama, conflict, or stress. You just want a cozy home, food on the table, and to be surrounded with kind people that make you happy. Amen? <laughs> I told Casey I was going to preach about her this morning, but it's not about her. I enjoy her post, and she had posted this on Facebook this week. It's a part of a quote from A.W. Tozer. True peace is a gift of God, and today it is found only in the minds of innocent children and in the hearts of trustful Christian believers. Only Jesus could say, My peace I give unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. End of quote. I thought, man, she's out there on Facebook preaching my message for this Sunday. I have found the more peace I get, the less I am offended. Oh, I love Psalms 119, 165. When I was studying and I found this scripture, great peace have they which love thy law and nothing shall offend them. We live in a nation of offense right now. I mean, people are offended. People are suing. They, they think the way to get rich is just to sue somebody. I was in McDonald's in Brunswick on my way to Virginia last month, and I ordered a large coffee because it was a nine-hour drive, and I was driving by myself, and whenever she went to hand the coffee the edge of the bottom of the cup hit the counter, the lid flew off, and the cough, hot coffee flew toward me, getting on my skin and my clothes and everything. And the lady is like, are you okay? I know she just saw millions of dollars flying out of McDonald's window, you know. And I said, yes, ma'am, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm okay. Just give me some napkins, and I'll clean myself up. But people are looking for situations to sue. People are even looking for ways to be offended. Is that not crazy? I, I came up with a slogan years ago, said, stop being offended and get mended. Amen? Stop being offended. Uh, I like what I read on Facebook. I refuse to allow an anxious thoughts to take my peace hostage. I refuse to allow anxious thoughts to take my peace hostage. I won't allow anxiety to captivate my rest. I won't allow overthinking and overanalyzation to, to dictate who I am. Who overthinks? Don't raise your hand. If you're an overthinker, you overanalyze everything. Well, what did they mean by that? When they said that, now what did they really mean by that? I mean, you can tell somebody, your hair looks nice today. And they can walk away thinking, well, did it not look good yesterday? 
Well, what's the matter? What the audacity of them telling me that? That made me think, okay, they, they don't think my hair looks good every day. Well, the truth of the matter, it probably doesn't. <laughs> Ephesians 2, 14 through 17. For he is our peace who hath made both one and hath broken down the middle wall of petition between us, having abolished in his flesh the enemy, even the law of commandments contained in ordinances, for to make in himself of twain one new man, so making peace, and that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross having slain the enemy thereby, and came and preached what? Peace to you which were afar off and to them that were nigh. Uh, he came preaching peace. He did not, Jesus did not come to stir up strife and all of that, but he came preaching peace. Philippians, the fourth chapter, you know these verses, 7 through 9, and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. The peace of God. The peace of God will help, help you to have peace in your home. Amen, Brother Wayne? Yeah. Amen, Sister Anderson? Yes, amen. We got a joke going there. But anyway, peace, the peace, the peace of God, not the peace of the world, but the peace of God, it passes all the understanding, said it will keep your heart and your mind which are intertwined from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. The minds through Christ Jesus, keep your mind. How many would love to have quietness of mind for 24 hours without all of the buzzing and all of the everything that's going on? That great quietness of mind. God alone gives that through Christ Jesus. When we surrender 100% of ourselves, then God gives peace of heart and mind. Verse 8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, what does the Bible say to do? Think on these things. These things beautify and set you apart from the world. Remember, Jesus said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world gives. You see, there is no truth, no real truth in the world. There's no honesty, no justice, no purity, no good report. If you don't believe that, just turn on the news. You'll see there is no good news. All of these things only come through having a real relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. If you have no God, N-O, if you have no God, then you have no peace. But if you, K-N-O-W, if you know God, 
then you know peace. Amen? True peace comes through God. The world has what I call artificial peace. If you take this drug, if you drink this drink, if you have sex with this person, if you make a certain amount of money and the list goes on and on and on, that is just temporary peace. All of this is superficial. It's on the surface. There is no depth to it. And it's all temporary. It won't last. None of these things of the world will give you true peace of mind or heart. There are many examples of money not bringing peace of mind. I did a little search on the Internet. And if you could go back and raise them from the dead and talk to Janis Joplin, Robin Williams, and even Ernest Hemingway, just a few, just a few, they seemingly had it all. They had the wealth, the riches, they had, they had it all. But in the end, they did not think that life was worth living, and they took their life. How sad. Let me reiterate to you that only Jesus can satisfy the soul. Verse 9. Those things which you have both learned, everybody say learned, and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. God is saying in this scripture, hear, learn, receive, and do. Hear, learn, receive, and do what? Verse 8 tells us it is to do with our thinking. Think on the things that are true, honest, just, pure, lovely, of a good report. If you will do that, you will have that peace that passeth all understanding. Colossians, the third chapter, the 15th verse. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which ye also are called in one body, and be ye thankful. Have you ever noticed that those with real peace in their life, they're just thankful? They're thankful. And, and, it, and it's almost like we live in a thankless world today. It's just like, excuse me, Jimmy. My name is Jimmy, so gimme, gimme, gimme. I mean, you know, it's almost like everybody's just got their hand out for what they can get. But those that really have true peace, they are thankful for what that they do have. They are thankful. When you have peace of heart and mind, you become thankful. Psalms 34 and 14, depart from evil and do good. And it said, seek peace and pursue it. Seek peace. What does that mean? That means look for opportunities to bring peace. Where should I do this? Well, do it at work. Do it at school. Do it at church. Do it at Walmart. And above all, do it at home. Do it at home. 
It's amazing how children view parents sometimes. <laughs> one way at home and one way, you know, in the church, and this ought not to be. You know, you, you, you get the kids up on Sunday morning and you're yelling and screaming, hurry up, do this, do that, get, eat that cereal, get, get in the car. And, and they get in the car and on the way to church, you know, the husband says to the wife, did you get my Bible? Well, no, I thought you was 35 years old. You can get your own Bible. Well, well, I, you know I always depend on you for that. You know, I had to get myself dressed. Well, you had to get yourself dressed. I had to get myself dressed plus those two kids in the back seat that are right now just driving me nuts. And you're fussing and fighting and you're pulling to the parking lot. and get, Come on, hurry up. We're going to be late if we don't hurry up. And you walk through the magical door. God bless you. Oh, bless you too, Pastor. Bless. How are you? I'm blessed coming in. I'm blessed going out. Bless the name of the Lord. And the kids are like, who are these people? These are not the same parents that I live with. <laughs> That's nervous laughing y'all are doing. <laughs> oh, seek peace. You know, you, you can be right or you can be happy. Seek peace, especially at home. Matthew 5 and 9. Blessed are who? The peacemakers. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of of God. How about I want to be a child of God? Be a peacemaker. Isaiah 26 and 3. Oh, I love this. This is my last scripture. I love this. Isaiah 26 and 3. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace. Who? Those whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. He's saying, you will have perfect peace if you will keep your mind on him, on Jesus Christ. You will have perfect peace if you keep your mind on him and you trust in him. You know, years ago it came down the pike, WWJD, what would Jesus do? Well, that would be good for us even in 2020 to ask, what would Jesus do? You're standing, you, you go to Walmart and somebody pulls into your parking spot that you've already circled five times to get it and somebody just pulls in to the spot that you perfectly had picked out. Hello. Let your mind dwell on him don't you give him the stink eye when you drive by. That was my spot. You took it. <laughs> then you get in the store, and you've got one item, and somebody with a buggy of 85 items pulls right in front of you, and they don't say, oh, you know, you've only got one item. Just go in front of me. And you are in the 20 or less aisle, and they think their name is Les. And 
There they go. Keep your peace. Keep your peace. And the way to do that is Isaiah 26 and 3. Keep your mind on him. Keep it stayed on him and trust in him. And the Bible says that he will keep you in perfect peace. If you want perfect peace, the only way to do that is to keep your mind stayed on him. Would you stand with me? Thanks for listening to the St. Mary's Church Podcast. If you made a decision to follow Jesus today or have more questions about following Jesus, we have pastors who want to talk with you. Connect with us at stmaryschurch.net or through social media on Facebook or Instagram. We can't wait to hear what Jesus is doing in you.